Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on in, Cougar Nation, to another episode of Cougar Tracks with BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. You can always follow the show on kslsports.com, subscribe to the podcast on all major podcasting platforms, and follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Batty2 on Twitter and Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram. A tough loss last week. Tyler will get to that. The Notre Dame setback and then look ahead to the challenge against an SEC team this weekend in Provo against the Arkansas Razorbacks. But uh, maybe just describe, well, first off, glad to be here again. Numbers, episode seven, they're just rolling along, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. And, Happy to be here. And Vegas, maybe just describe that that stage that was there. That this the, the it felt big that game. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, that that well that stadium playing playing in Vegas, playing in Allegiant Stadium, second year in a row. That's a fun place to play, uh, honestly. And so there was there was a lot of excitement um, to go down there and, and play in it. And it was a big stage. Um, you know what I mean? A uh, lot lot of eyes in the stadium. A lot of eyes um, around the stadium. So. Um, it was a uh, yeah. It was a big game, and you know, in that game, you had you in the defense. You know, you guys were on the field a lot. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, forty-one minutes. Uh, there was a lot of time spent on there, but I think that there are some areas that can be built on from from that performance. Uh, the things that BYU fans wanted to see blitzing saw a lot of it. Uh, you know that, that that was something that was probably fun to see and probably fun for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I hope everyone was entertained by that. Honestly, uh, we did we did bring the ball a lot, uh, or excuse me, we did we did blitz we did we did blitz uh, a lot um, the offense, and uh, and that's always fun. It's fun to mix it up, right? It it uh, sometimes it is it is nice to play maybe something a little more simpler, but honestly, it's nice to bring heat and and get into the backfield and you know kind of their offense a little bit confused, so that's always a fun time. Well, and you talk about, uh, you know, maybe changing things up a little bit. I'm curious, uh, you know, Tyler, because the defense, you know, it's it's a multiple look. You guys kind of seem to um, adjust to maybe the opponent that uh, you're facing in a given week and, and maybe change things up. How big of a lift is, is it from week to week just in terms of the changes and just the, the nuances from what you guys are dealing with every single week? 
Um, honestly, I would say that you know there's a fair amount, right? Uh, you got to you got to try to be best prepared um, for each team that you that you go against. So changing that week to week, you know, I think we have definitely kind of our identity as a defense. But then you know, week to week, there are a couple creases here and there that that we'll throw in um, to prepare specifically for that offense we'll face come Saturday. Well, what is the um, you know the when you say identity, maybe just the like the base front look. I mean, because sometimes I'll see a lot of odd fronts. Uh, you know, there was even some five five man fronts occasionally. Uh, or, or is it is it still like the base four man front? Because I've talked with Tuiaki in the past, and that's kind of the history, if you will, from when he's been here at BYU. Is there kind of like that that base front that? Uh, it's a three man front. What is it for this defense? Um, honestly, I'd probably say yeah. Our our, our three man our three man front. Um, we show a lot of odd. Um, and, and that's for a lot of reasons. It's not necessarily we may have honestly a lot of times we'll have a four man front on the field or a five man front, right? Um, but it will be an odd front, right? Awesome. So even even if we have a four man personnel out there, you know, four D linemen on the field, it may be it may you know it it, it may most of the time it, it still will be an odd front. Um, sometimes, yeah, there are there are certain situations that we will run and even run front right that that four man um, even, but. Um, Honestly, there's just there's just a couple uh, right strength and strengths and weaknesses to each front, right? So four man sometimes is depending on the offensive scheme. Their offensive blocking scheme can be a little bit easier, um, just key wise, right? Where they're headed, where their combos are going to be for alignment. You know, talking running the ball. Um, whereas an odd sometimes it, it, it's a good switch up. It's a good change up to be able to go back between the two. So we saw you in that Notre Dame game at times play. I don't. I don't know if we call it a different position, but a, a different look. I mean, I, I saw you kind of in in the box uh, as as like a linebacker. Uh, w- what was that change like? I, I saw probably about you know what ten or so snaps <laughs> where you're in that situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely different. Definitely different. Um, yeah, <laughs> as as a D line, I don't know. Um, I never, I never thought you know uh, playing college football, I'd be in a two point. Uh, at linebacker depth, you know what I mean. Uh, never, I'll, never. I'll admit, Tyler, I, I had flashbacks of Bronson Kafusi in 2014. Yeah, yeah totally. To Bronson, you know, and he was an NFL guy, and and uh, recently caught up with him, uh, you know, just recently, uh, kind of about that, and um, and, and uh, you know, in 2014, it was just. It was different for him because he was, you know, DN. So I was just kind of it, it gave me flashbacks of Bronson a little bit, seeing you like that. Totally, yeah. No, it's uh, it is it is different. It is very different. Um, than having your hand in the dirt, right? Uh, playing playing run or, or rushing the passer. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's 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 different. There's a lot of there's a lot of different technique that goes into it, right? Your eyes, um, being at backer depth, you have a lot more vision. You're able to see a lot more. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing, um, honestly. And uh, um, on, and and then that's that's funny. Last uh, last week, um, talking with Jason Garrett actually um, during the week uh, prior prior to the game. We were we were talking a little bit about that exactly, and just like looking at keys, and uh, and he said something that I really like. He was just like, um, "See a little, see a lot, see a lot, see nothing." So it's like sometimes having that extra vision is good, but when you see a lot, sometimes you don't see anything at all. So it's it's just you gotta you know you gotta be keyed in where you're supposed to be, um, and uh, it's definitely something that's taking some getting used to. 
playing playing there. How fun was it to to chat with with Coach Garrett, a guy that uh, you know was once with the the Dallas Cowboys? Probably saw him on a lot of uh, TV broadcasts. Yeah. How fun was that to chat with him? It was it was super cool, honestly. Uh, it was super cool, and it was funny just as, as you know as we were talking, and he's he's kind of asking me the questions. At one point, I was just like, "Hey, man, I think I'm supposed <laughs> to be you. You're asking me all these questions. I need to be asking you these questions. <laughs> like, yeah, what does our defense need to be doing? Yeah, what specific things can we do to improve? Like." He's he's asking me that type of stuff, anyways. But it was it was really cool, um, just to yeah, kind of get to know him and, and and pick his brain a little bit, uh, and just you know get some advice, if you will, and and other things from him. It was really cool. It, it was uh, fun chatting with. I got to meet that uh, Jack Collinsworth, the play by play voice, really sharp guy. He he was thoroughly impressed with the whole BYU organization. Had glowing remarks about. Kalani and, and just the the staff, the players, probably you cross paths with them too. At uh, just a whole class act operation there, and and the game itself, you know, it was a, a difficult start. Where how, how I got to ask you, you know, since it came out earlier today, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and so we we can talk about it. The coaches have addressed it. Aaron Roderick noted that last week, um, Jaron missed some time. Uh, this practice, Aaron Roderick brought that up last week, or, or excuse me, today. And um, then he, he practiced. Was for you as a player? I don't know. Like on the defensive side, was there uh, any sort of like worry? Like, hey, is Jaron going to play? How's he going to be? What, what was maybe just the feeling around the locker room of of Jaron because he he didn't look like his typical self. I think the the person that we've all just maybe at times taken for granted how good that guy is. Right. Yeah. No. Totally. Um. Honestly, that I mean. That that happens, right? Dudes get banged up no matter where where you're at, whether it's a running back, receiver, DN, linebacker, safety. There's always dudes that are getting getting dinged up. Um, maybe not quite as vital uh, sure. at other positions as as it is in the quarterback position. Um, I don't think there was really any any worry um, about about what was going to happen and and uh, if Jaron was. I mean, going to play, not going to play. I think I think that everyone kind of knew he was going to play. Um, it was just, it's just, honestly, it's just one of those things where you just, it just takes time to get your body right. And when you only have, you know, really six days to get that done, it's really, it's really quick and it has to happen. And, and so, um, no, I don't, I don't think anyone was really, uh, too worried. Um, I, I think, I think we just, yeah, trusted the offense, you know, to be able to go out there and do their thing and, you know they ran into some troubles, but you know, it is what it is. As Jer, as, or excuse me, A-Rod noted, I mean, Jaron, is kind of one of those special guys where it's like if he says he wants to go and he can go, we're going to give him the chance to go. Like not tell that man because I think typically you get to a certain day of the week where I imagine if you haven't practiced, you're probably not going to go. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I think just and and that's and that's tough. You got to. I think the biggest thing, right, is you got to make sure your body's in the place and in the condition to be able to go out and play. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. I think. Especially for a guy like Jaron, who's been around for a while, you know what I mean, and has played, you know, quite a few snaps. I think mentally, right, you're there. You you know that you can go out there and you can do what needs to be done. Um, but the biggest thing, right, is is always making sure that your body physically can go out and do it. And that's why those practice days are so important. Is you know, even if you miss, you know, Monday, Tuesday, okay, Wednesday, you know, it's kind of kind of they, you know, the coaches most definitely want you in on Wednesday just to make sure that. They see that you can do what 
you're supposed to do right and uh and so that's 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 always a tough thing um and injuries injuries really suck um they're really they're really tough to kind of get over especially in a short amount of time to be able to get back out on the field you you dealt with an injury uh mid-season check-in with you on this how, how are you feeling health-wise or is it Where's the body? Good, yeah. Wear and tear. Um, you know, lingering a little bit still, uh, but I'm definitely not affecting me at all out on the field. You know, it gets a little sore, but uh, but no, yeah, I feel I feel really good. I feel really good. Feel like I'm in a good spot. Do you feel like your individual performance against Notre Dame and 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 I think the defense as a whole, just from my perspective, you guys uh, gave the offense still an opportunity, despite you know being on the field for 41 minutes. I mean that. Late possession, you guys hold them to a field goal. It's a still one possession ball game. The first drive after that interception, you guys hold them to a field goal. You get that big hit, which was an awesome moment to see that for you. Uh, do you feel like maybe for you individually, um, that was maybe your best game so far this season? I think you had five tackles, three pressures, you got that hit. How did you feel maybe just assessment of your individual play in that game and going forward in the back half of the season? Yeah, no, it, it felt really good. I think, I think talking about that injury, I think that, you know, kind of derails things a little bit. Anytime you take, um, you know, something you get, you, you know, you have a semi-serious injury. It's, it's tricky. It's tricky just to get the body moving the way you'd like it to again. Um, and so I think that kind of set me back, but it felt really good. I felt like I settled in. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was able to do what I would have liked to have done. Um, that game, of course, you know, I wish he had held onto the ball, uh, yep. a little bit more. There were a couple times that it was just, I mean, he did, uh, props to that quarterback, you know, Notre Dame's quarterback. He did a really good job of getting the ball out all night. Um, you know, even the one where he was practically falling, me and me and Bruce Mitchell were on top of him, and he's falling over. And the running back that had just tried to cut me had gotten back up, and he, you know, he pitches it to him, and it goes for I think like 15 yards. You know, so so he did a really good job of getting rid of the ball all night, and that's that's tough. You know, I mean, I mean, there was there was a couple times, you know, two and a half seconds. And we're on top of him, and and the ball's still coming out, and that's 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 tough to defend against, honestly, or tr- you know, tough to tough to get to him any faster than that, if you will. Yeah, Drew Pine, I thought he was going to be uh, a guy that was a little bit of a liability, an opportunity for you guys to uh, really have success against. But uh, yeah, credit to him. I mean, he played well. He was a guy that I remember years ago when he was getting recruited. I think he was the youngest quarterback maybe offered by Notre Dame a 14 year old kid and he put out his own highlight tape to the recruiting services and then he gets all this wave of offers kind of a cool story uh for him and and his career arc but yeah the tough situation there falling against Notre Dame 28 to 20 and a big storyline too coming out of that game was third downs what can be done Tyler I mean is what is it is it something simple because I always think back to Maybe some Kalani Satake comments of of the past back in you know 2017 when they're four and nine. He's like, I know what it takes to get it fixed. Do you guys feel like you have this uh, consensus in that same uh, thought of you know what it takes to get fixed? It's just got to be this, this, and this to get it done. What needs to be done? That really is a, a tough question. Is um, it a case of maybe more success on first down? I mean, is that? Because a lot of that third and two. I mean, is it right. more on having more success on first down? No, and that, and you know, yeah, yes, yes, and no. I think the big thing, right? Yeah, win on first down, set yourself up for a good second down and a good third down. You know, and then third and long, you're able to take advantage of it. But I think we've had plenty of third and six pluses where we failed to get off the field. Yeah. We just flat failed. Um, <laughs> in that case, I. I, I I mean, there's, there's, there's a, 
there's a ton of answers, right? Yeah, uh, better coverage. Yeah, uh, getting to the quarterback sooner, faster. Um, but as as to one thing that's preventing us from from doing those things, I, I don't think I could put my finger yeah. on it. That's it's fair. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. It's I mean, tricky, you know. I wish. Ah, you're not. Yeah. You're not. And the thing is, I think you can probably paint for our listeners too. Is you know, you're in your position meeting rooms. You're you're not in the because it's it's yeah, the one eleventh. No. It's the whole. It is, yeah. Everyone's got to do their one eleventh. So you're yeah. not in the DB rooms and this and that. I will say, I think our our team chemistry, um, as our as our team chemistry improves this year, uh, I think that will attribute in a very large part to us getting off the field. Um, being on the same page and not just like, okay, we're all running the same play, but being united, you know, from the line of scrimmage all the way back. Um, and more than just like knowing what play we're running and knowing what checks have been checked or whatever, but everyone just getting a feel for how everyone around them is operating to close throwing windows, um, to help each other get to the, to the quarterback sooner, um, setting. I think just as our, as our chemistry gets better, I think we're gonna set each other set each other up better for success, so we can get off the field on those on those third downs. Has uh when you talk about chemistry, has the in and out nature of a lot of guys getting banged up has that impacted the chemistry? Would you say just totally. the availability of guys? Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. As is, um. Yeah, it's it's tricky, and we rotate a lot, right? Even even with having guys banged up, it is tricky because you have dudes stepping in um, that you don't. When you play alongside someone, you know for 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 a really long time, you know how they think, right? You know how they're going to react to a certain block. You know they're going to how they're going to play certain things. Um, but when someone steps into that role, you don't know how much they know necessarily, right? You trust sure. them to do their job, but there's not as much. Just fluidity and and defensively um, being respond. It's, it's everything's responsive, right? So it's you see what's going on, right? You pretty much gain information from what you know you're seeing, hearing, etc., and then you respond. And so knowing how the dude next to you is going to respond uh, is is huge because it sometimes it allows you to bend a little bit more, right? Okay, I know he's gonna he's gonna play this block a certain way. That means I can play my block like this, and it gives both of us a better chance of winning, right, et cetera, Some, something to that effect. And so um, just having more and more uh, snaps next to, next to those guys um, and just, again, yeah, creating, creating that chemistry um, is tricky when you're rotating a lot or when, you know, guys are getting banged up and, and kind of in and out of play and practice. Last thing, and we'll close the book on Notre Dame and look ahead to Notre Dame. Or excuse me, Arkansas. Excuse me. Uh, no more. Notre I'll take Dame. I'll take another yeah. shot at yeah. Notre Dame. It Let's would do be that nice. Again. It would be nice right. to get another best crack of three at in Vegas. I like it. That would be kind of sweet because <laughs> and make it this time a BYU home game. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, shout out to BYU fans too. Uh, Keaton and the Cougar Nation that were all there. Oh, amen. And Cougar and, and they were loud. I mean, they were loud. Let me. Okay, I know I was going to say one more thing, and but I got to say to Cougar Nation. When you guys ran out of the tunnel, that was loud. That when was BYU loud. fans, I was, and then in the in the light show, I don't know if you guys caught that because you're probably uh-huh. engaged in the game, but yeah. you saw the lights dim. They're saying, "Let's go Cougars!" and it was it was rock. They the were place. wanting to let Notre Dame fans know 
We're here. Oh, yeah. We're loud. Oh, yeah. We're proud. We're not going to let you guys just push us around. Third quarter, fourth quarter, most definitely. Like, the energy that was there yeah. from BYU fans was huge. And it, and you do feel it on the field, honestly. You yeah. do. Like, when it's, when it's dead, you know, sometimes that can be tricky. You got to make your own energy. But when, but when the crowd is hyped up, like, you know, like they were when we came out of the tunnel, mm-hmm. like they were in like the third, third, fourth quarter, that was, that was just fun. That, it makes it, it just makes it so much more fun. One thing that, that I'm sure makes the fans not have as much fun though. And this was what I was, I was going to address in the last question on, on the Notre Dame game, the personnel stuff. Uh, is that going to be fixed this week? Is that going to, is that have been a big talking point to have? 11 guys on that field because I'm not going to lie, Tyler. When I saw one of those plays and I'm like, they've got an interesting front. They got two guys there. And I'm like, is this by design? I mean, not to make laugh about it, but you no, know, no, it, it, but honestly, it, it, it is, it is. How did that happen? <laughs> so, um, uh, sometimes just running, running different, right? Personnel groups, running different packages, um, can sometimes get a little tricky. Yeah. And, um, you know, during a couple times throughout the game, um, that's where we were is, okay, someone ran off that wasn't supposed to because we changed packages, but they were still supposed to be in, or we switched packages and someone didn't come in for whatever reason. And so, uh, and so that, that, that does get tricky. And honestly, you know, that was just something that we should have been on top of better. The guys that, you know, players honestly should have been on top of better. Um, definitely like, the, the the coaches the coaches honestly are busy enough and we have you know we have a coach on the sideline there subbing us in and out but that's just on guys not paying attention and uh, and that's and that's tough we just yeah guys just have to do better there just asked, pay attention I asked Isaac Rex about the special teams one and it, interesting he noted that he got a little bit rattled uh, in the play before and that kind of he was seeing stars so sometimes I think in, in the moment as a fan listening you're like. Uh, what is going on? But like sometimes that context too, right. it, it put a different light well, on and Isaac so, Rex's situation. And so, well, I'm I'm the backup for Isaac as well. Interesting. So so you know when when Isaac goes out there on 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 PAT and field goal, you know that's I'm supposed to be the dude that steps in. Well, I was I was standing on the side. I wasn't sitting on the bench. I was standing on the sideline, just kind of getting ready for for our, our next series. And uh, I was like, that formation looks funky. And I start counting dudes, and I'm like, oh wait. Isaac's not out there. And like as I'm running out, Isaac also runs out. Wow. He's a little further down the sideline. But it's just it's just kind of yeah. tricky because yeah, most like we haven't had a situation this year where I've had to step in for Isaac, right? right. He's been good. He's done all the PATs, all the field goals, whatever. Um but you know in a situation like that, right? It's yeah, so it's it's it is it is tricky cuz dudes do get rattled. Sometimes there's stuff that happens, right? You get hit and and you're like, all right, you can only process so much information. Sure. So yeah, you run off the field, not real. I mean, it happened to me last year, right? When I was on PAT, right? Something would happen, etc. And then you run off the field or run on the field, and it's yeah, it, that 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 stuff can sometimes get confusing. It's a whirlwind, and I can only imagine at field level. Um, you know, it, it's it's going a million miles per hour because I see it from you know up above, and yeah. it's like I can easily scan the personnel numbers there. But from field level, it's like everything's just going rapid it's rate. Chaotic, so, yeah. Um, but uh, but that well, I'm sure that'll be an area that uh, you guys are looking to improve on Absolutely. this week and, and many other aspects going forward into this game against Arkansas. One thirty kick. 
BYU and the Hogs uh, ESPN broadcast. Extended pregame begins on KSL News Radio at 9 a.m. Uh, swing on down to the Burt Brothers, a shameless plug in Provo. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, you can stop by, uh, get your uh, tires, and uh, say hello. Uh, in breakfast edition of extended pregame for BYU and Arkansas. It, this week, with it being another day game, uh, the story of how you guys fare on day games, changing up a little bit of the routine, morning lifts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, I, I, I mean, no, no secret, right? I mean, it's, I think it's been published, you know, put out there a couple times. BYU such and such <laughs> before, you know, one o'clock and such and such after 4 p.m. or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's been a big part of preparation for this week, right? Is, is just make sure that when one o'clock does roll around on Saturday, everyone's fired up and ready to go and we can come out and start fast and, and just be ready to play at an earlier time spot instead of, you know, kicking off eight hours, seven hours later, you know, at 8 p.m. at yeah. night. So SEC team rolling in Arkansas, KJ Jefferson. I think he's going to play. I mean, he, he's been nicked up, but the fact that their coaches have said, He's cleared to practice, and we've seen video of him practicing. So uh, he's going to be a unique challenge. There's no doubt about that. When you see him, does he remind you of anyone that you faced or maybe just Pete Co- players that you watch as a, as a spectator, as a fan? Like, Does he remind you of anyone? Because he's just such a unique in terms of his measurables, and his, he's, he's really like a, a running back, plus he's got the ability to throw if needed. Right. I mean, yeah, he's... <clears throat> Can't remember his height, but he's two hundred four. Yeah, six four, two hundred forty pounds. Yep. Um. Uh. Honestly, like the first person that came to my mind was kind of like Cam Newton, right? right. Like, yep. I mean, that's an NFL body. Uh. But uh. You know, I mean, they, that's Cam. You know, he'd run people over. Yep. Um. Kind of. Uh. Who else? Um. Yeah. There's honestly. Uh. It, it does. Pre- it does present a, a unique challenge, right? Um. Just because most quarterbacks, especially if they can throw, aren't that big, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's that's someone you know you're not you're not you're not tackling tackling him by shoestrings, right? Yeah. You're not you're not getting him there, you know. It's someone you're gonna have to put body on body and 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 take him down. So, what do you uh, uh, think of this Arkansas team? It feels like the offense, at least, they're identity it seems pretty explanatory it's running the football they're they're 11th nationally in running and uh, in, in running the ball is do you feel like you guys are ready uh for this because i mean uh the stats would say that byu 100th nationally right now in rush defense what do you what do you think you guys ready for this i again i i think so uh i think we have the guys to do it i think we have the guys to take care of it it's just going to be a matter of, of going out there and <laughs> And executing, right? And yeah. I think that's, I feel like a broken record because all season, right? You know, as I've gotten questions about that, it's just like, well, we just got to execute. We just. But I think it's, it's valid though, because sometimes I think maybe the game gets overanalyzed and just it goes down to those simple, simple things and just simplify and just focus on that 111th and getting the job done. Yeah, totally. It re- it re- that's really what it comes down to is just, Going out there and 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 making a play, right? Ball carrier comes to your side, tackle him. You know what I mean? It's it really is just that simple. Um, and so, and, and looking honestly, looking at their offense, um, they're fast paced, right? They're physical. They do want to run the ball. I, I mean, it's not it's not anything fancy. And I, yeah. I think um, I think our guys can do it. You know, I, I've looked, you know, games this season and even games last year. Um, cause honestly on the D line, we really just reloaded other than, you know, Lopa. And so 
I think our D-line is very capable of stopping the run. I mean, it, it, you know, against Utah State last year. Um, Baylor this year. Baylor this year. You know what I mean? There's There's been there's been teams that have tried to really run the ball on us, and, and they haven't been able to. Um, I think that in this in this situation, it's something that we can go out there and do and shut the run down, absolutely. What do you make of hosting an SEC team? Is there anything to that? Just the, the extra maybe hype? Is, is this kind of the the perfect opponent in a way to maybe say, hey, put Notre Dame in the rearview mirror, lock in, because we got an SEC team rolling in the Provo. Totally. I I, I totally think so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's SEC football. I, I think like everyone kind of knows. I mean, that's that's about as pure as it gets, man. Yeah. Like uh, those teams and, and Arkansas, you know, they're, again, especially a pound-the-ball type of team, that's, that's – that's football, right? Is you, we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna run it hard, we're gonna run it fast, uh, and we're gonna do it for full a full four quarters. Um, and so I think it's a really good game and a really good opportunity for us to be, yeah, put Notre Dame behind us and just move on and say, all right, new week, we got a new opponent that's gonna be good, right? Just as good, and and we got to go out there and and we got to put the hurt on them and do our jobs and 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 have fun, you know. Take care of business. Sellout crowd expected at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, so you know the atmosphere is going to be amazing once again. The uniforms are going to look amazing too. I, I, I'll admit I like these helmets. I think they're pretty cool. <laughs> the the white face mask. What do you think of them? Yeah, no, they're they're super cool. Definitely a uh, unique hand painted, right? Yeah. Like they're not um, for most you know for most people out there listening. Uh, most of our helmets are not hand painted, uh, so um, it's it's Josh and the equipment team putting on those stickers. <laughs> it's yeah. called they yeah they they cut the helmets come pre painted and then the our equipment staff stickers them up. Uh, these are these are very different, um, so I think it's going to be really cool. They're really cool helmets. Will you guys get to keep them after the game? Uh, probably not. Is my guess. <laughs> well, I ask that because I, from what I understand, there's like a. A specific number for each helmet where yeah. like, there's like one out of 106 a, so it's almost like a uh you know one of those nfts or something like yeah. it's one it's very limited my, my my guess is they will be auctioned off yeah is is kind of you know kind of what they did with the blackout unis mm-hmm. um prior right the old blackout uniforms when they said they were going away they uh they auctioned them all off right and so um I think they'll, they'll probably give players the opportunity to buy them. Um, at what price? I don't know, etc. But my bet is my bet is they'll auction them off. Hmm. I wonder what that that runs like. What four hundred, five hundred? That's, 500, that's I'm, I'm probably thinking. where it starts. Yeah. I can't give you guys a discount. An in house <laughs> discount? You have to pay PS five yeah. prices. Honest, honestly, man. Jeez. Hey, if you have any luck with a PS five, I'm, I'm on the market. I'm in the market. For oh one. yeah, I need a PS five. That just a complete tangent. There. Okay, yeah, uh, that's good to know. <laughs> anyone listening, if you have any uh, plugs for PS five, yes, please I, let us I know. I need a PS five because next July that college football game. So I'm already planning <laughs> ahead. Nine months yeah, out, I'm like yeah. that is getting very close. I need the PS five ASAP. Yep, so yep. I can play that college football game, and I'll line up <laughs> with Tyler Batty, hand in the dirt. Let's I'm blitzing go. every down. Yes, let's I'm blitzing do it. every down. <laughs> All right, Tyler, always appreciate the time, man. You can follow him on Twitter. At Tyler underscore Batty too. Tyler underscore Batty on Instagram. Hit him up, and uh, if there's any NIL opportunities, uh, let him know. Uh, I'm sure you can, <laughs> you can hit up his people, and they can get you, get you set up with some. Uh, we'll talk next week as uh, we'll recap Arkansas, and then look ahead to Liberty, 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 and uh, we'll be t- chatting with you then next time here on the Cougar Tracks podcast with Tyler Batty here on KSLSports.com. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.